Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host, Jordan Halstead, and Mike and I today are going to be talking about a, you know, it, I, I want to say a good film. I, I would love to say it was a great film, but I don't know how I feel. We're going to kind of see where each piece is. There's some ups and downs, but we're talking about Civil War. I feel like there's a Civil War going on inside of me when I want to talk about this. Like, there's good parts and bad parts, but Michael, what are your thoughts? Well, thanks for having me. Um, it's, you know... We didn't get to really say it, but we we've we've covered Marvel uh, Phase One and Marvel Phase Two, and so we've done uh, the first Avenger, and we've talked about the Winter Soldier, and today we're going to talk about the the Civil War movie, uh, the third installment of the Captain America series, and I don't Wrapping know, it's up Steve Rogers singles, yeah, yeah, but like for me, for me, uh, similar to to Age of Ultron, this movie grows on me as I watch it more and more. Um, and I've watched it a couple times in the last year or so, and it's it's getting better with every watch. There there are certain things that I pick up on. There are certain pieces that I see. Um, I love the the introduction of Spider Man. I love. Uh, there's so many little things that I love, like that. I think it outweighs the, the 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 cons of the movie as a whole. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, I I am gonna agree with that statement. I think it gets better with time. I think it just. It started poorly. And I think Marvel, and we've said this so many times over the past year and a half, almost two years that we've been doing this, but it's like every time that Marvel puts out a quote-unquote crappy project, it gets better over time. Mm -hmm. Like they, they use that as a building block. Like what we're seeing in that movie at that time, we don't realize what they're going to start doing as they grow it. And as like, because who all, who all shows up in that movie? You've got Black Panther, you have Ant-Man, and Spider-Man, who at that point, Ant-Man was the only one who'd had a solo film yet. So we hadn't even seen the other two come in yet. So this is the second time Ant-Man shown up. And that was what, within a year's time, uh, mm -hmm. he had two two outings. And so it's like... He was one of the last projects on Phase 2. And so yeah, this he, is the well, first installment of Phase 3. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so with the time span, because I think Ant-Man and the Wasp came out in July, if I'm not mistaken, of 2015. Um it was like July, August, somewhere in there. And then it was May, early May. You said yeah, Ant-Man sorry. sorry. Yeah, Ant-Man. Um, <laughs> Ant-Man came out in that time frame. And then uh, Civil War came out May of the following year. And I think the reason I'm so hard against this movie, and I mean, there, there's some great stuff. I think the reason I don't really care for it is because it's my favorite comic book. And they completely missed the mark of what that book was. And I, I know you're, you're bringing adaptation. You're not – you don't want like page for page because like it's like at that point you're like just go read the book. And I get that. But part of me is like you don't have an entire superhero community yet. You don't have the Fantastic Four. You don't have really Yellow Jacket. You don't have the X-Men going through some of the stuff that they were going through. You haven't set up certain villains – to be pulled out yet um, from jail. Like th there's so much more in that story. And, and it was really funny uh, that same year, I actually got to meet the artist who did that book, Steve McNeven. Um, great guy in the same year or that same con was where I met Stan Lee. And, and I love the book, but the movie at the time that I saw it, I just did not care for it in the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, do you but think that was because on the of, flip side? 
Oh, God. No, no, go no ahead. I was going to say, do you think that was because Marvel's hands were tied a little bit because the, you, you made the statement about the X-Men? Like, the, obviously, the X-Men were doing their own things with their own projects over over here. And then, you know, they had just got the rights to be able to do Spider-Man. Um, so, like, do you well, think that was on purpose or I, just because their I, hands were tied early on in that point? Because we talk about early phase one when they go, you know, when, you know, it really wasn't Disney Marvel Studios yet. It was like some of those earlier yeah. projects weren't done by those guys. And then... And I think what what by the time they get to the Avengers or after right after the Avengers, they start doing more of the quote unquote Marvel Studios stuff. So like they had a little bit more flexibility. Yeah. So so his historically, like with the nineties, Marvel started to go bankrupt. Stanley sold all of his projects out to start getting some revenue back. So like he kind of like quote unquote rented them out. Um, but they could just buy the rights and things like that. So the fact that Spider-Man was with Sony. And both the Fantastic Four and X-Men were both with Fox. I think that does create some some balance issues. And and that the year before, um, so 2015, was when the Fantastic Crap movie came out. And I will always call it that. Mm. Um, the one with Miles Teller and, and uh, Michael B. Jordan. I, I, my heart hurts because it's like this should not have been a single movie, to be honest. Um, it should have been a phase. There should have been a whole phase of dividing the the superhero community, and and I know that Marvel Studios, the way that Kevin Feige kind of built the MCU, and the whole idea of hey, we're gonna start from scratch, and we're we're literally gonna build it as we as we go. I just think that there was this big misstep of not having some superheroes already kind of established. Because if you would have had some – like DC is about to do this big established universe that they're going to just kind of start telling stories of heroes who are already there. And like the world is already populated with superheroes, so they can really bring in whoever they want whenever they want. And I think that's smart because you like Marvel, you, you wanted to build this stuff and you want to keep – you don't want to like go phase 10 and finally do uh, Civil War as a whole phase because then you've, you've brought everybody in. But you're also going to lose out of like – Iron Man and, and Captain America, both of those characters would not sit in that. But you pulled the you pulled the trigger too early because you didn't have the rights to the Fantastic Four, you didn't have the rights to the X Men, you barely got the rights to to work with with Spider Man, and you don't even have the full Spider Man cast. You just basically have a, a small handful. But you're also missing characters like Daredevil, who ended up getting a TV series either that same year or the following year. Maybe it was the year before. Um, but like 15. Daredevil. I think it might have been 15. So Daredevil yeah. is in is in Netflix land. So there like there's just too many pieces and too many wheels moving and it's like no one Marvel didn't have their act together at that point and I think it was just too early to pull the Civil War trigger. And I know that they're like, "Oh, we have to divide them." And I was like, "There's other stories that you could have divided them with." Mm-hmm. And and you could have easily just been like, "Hey, there's we're putting you all in so many different parts of life." that you're kind of walking away from the Avengers, not having to disassemble the Avengers. That, that's my thought. Mm. Well, and you, I think you said you or Will or somebody said it, but you know, you could, they could have easily done that at the end of age of Ultron. They could have, oh, yeah. they, they could have, you know, ended age of Ultron and they could have ended, you know, ended up poor, like not poorly as the movie, but like poorly on, on terms with each other and then kind of go their separate ways at that point. Like, and you even see that at the end of the first Avengers movie, like when, when Thor takes Loki back to Asgard, like they could have easily just, and then, you know, just, I'm sorry, take, you know, go their separate ways and just 
you know, come back together later. Like you see that in, in Infinity War as well. Like they just they they, you know, like when Thor sees Captain America on on uh, Wakanda, he's like, I don't, you know, like you copied my beer, but like they haven't seen each other in such a long time. And then like there's there's other characters in development that we see later on in the MCU that, you know, have been developed, and when they finally meet each other for the first time, it means so much more instead of trying to shoehorn folks into one movie like they did here with Civil War. Absolutely. And then between Civil War to Infinity War, you're missing this awesome storyline called Secret Avengers, mm-hmm. where they're literally these these rogue Avengers, these people who didn't sign the Sokovia Accords for the MCU, how it would have worked, and they could have just been out superheroing and having to run and evade. And I'm like, they kind of hit that a little bit with, with the Black Widow movie. Which but on the should flip have side, happened after, and they put it in, you know. Yeah, it, it, that one got shoehorned. In. And that that's a whole different conversation. And we've talked about that with the Captain Marvel, or, or when we when we talk about Captain Marvel, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more. Um, but just that whole, like, Black Widow and Captain Marvel, really, you know, there, there's some good parts, but they don't do as well in the bigger storytelling because it's like we already kind of know where certain parts already are and you're not you're not right you're, you're writing as a female empowerment and i love giving women power i love like seeing these women as superheroes but your storytelling is not near what it could be because you're focusing on a political issue you're trying to drive home one point where i would love to see just these women kicking butt taking names and like telling a story in the mcu not trying to tell a political nature uh outside of the film industry because i feel like some of some of the things that were were pushed there did create some some pieces with that yeah well and and also the the idea of you know they just i felt like they tried to put so many people in this movie just for for doing it whether it was women whether it was the groups whether it was the folks that they um you know, chose to be in this movie and and on which team, you know, including Spider-Man, Ant-Man, you know, like you were mentioning earlier. The other thing I think about is the, what you said earlier is like, they had this whole, you know, this whole secret, you know, the secret, not invasion, but secret Avengers, like thing that they could have pulled. And I think like what you said earlier, Jordan was where they can go back. If this isn't like a popular project or, you know, the dark world wasn't a popular project or, you know, you named, you know, the, the duddy projects, you know, love and thunder, like what we have now. Uh, and, you know, they're going to build on those. And I think that that's what they're going to do with, with things like, you know, secret invasion and um, secret wars and things like that, where they can go back and kind of course correct. And yep. that's, that's okay. And so, um, you know, not every movie is going to be a home run, but you yeah. know, I, the more I watch it, the more I appreciate it. And it's for a couple of reasons, but like, I, I like the addition of, of black Panther. Um, and I've said this before and it has nothing to do with, with Chadwick Boseman, but like, I have a hard time watching the black Panther movies because of his passing, but yeah. I love how they introduced him in this film. I, I I absolutely loved it. Same thing with Spider Man. Like the Spider Man movies are but, great. I love, but like just oh, how yeah. they the slow build, the slow introduction, the the whole thing with Tony and and Aunt May and all that stuff. It's like, oh, this is great. But it's it's hilarious because like we haven't even really talked about Steve Rogers yet. 
Yeah. And, <laughs> he kind of gets know, lost in his own movie. You know, and I think that's why it always gets this label of Avengers 2.5. Mm-hmm. Like, it really wasn't a Captain America film. No one really even calls it Captain America Civil War. They just say it's Civil War. Um, now, people call the Winter Soldier the Winter Soldier and, and the first Avenger the first Avenger. But it's like, you know, they, they put Captain America because that's their film. But, but here, here's the piece that I think that really messed up with this story. Zemo had, like, I understand they used Zemo for, for the explosion and, and, like, him setting certain pieces. I don't think that he needed as much of that story as they gave that character. I, di- I didn't need the extra Winter Soldiers. I didn't need all that extra. If, if he was just the catalyst that, that sets off the Civil War and he just kind of, like the Joker, when we talked about that with, uh, with the Dark Knight episode, like, I just want to watch the world burn. Like, I don't need the money. Let me just light it on fire. Like, him just walking in and being like, listen, my family died because of what you guys did. Boom. And just walks away. And then, like, he's, like, on the run when uh, the next uh, time we see him or or we see him in another project or whatever. Like, that would have been really cool if he just, like, got a slow introduction. And then they're going to build Zemo up. And, like, he goes into the Thunderbolts. He goes into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, do all these different things. I'm like, man, that would be so cool. But that's not yeah. what we got. Well, so what did you think of, of Steve in this movie? I think Steve, you know, Steve is my favorite MCU character. Um, and and that there's, there's a few reasons that I absolutely fell in love with this character. But I think he just, he struggles with being out of time, like displaced from his, his time frame. And like there's moments where he just doesn't get it. But then, like, to see the heart of, I don't care what the world says, Bucky is my best friend, mm-hmm. and I'm willing to put everything I have on the line to save this guy. Well, I'm going to go fight Iron Man. <laughs> like, and as I'm an Iron like, Man, and as an Iron Man fan, I remember going to see this in the theater, and I was, I was so mad. And my when we. <laughs> We came out of the theater. My wife's like, "What's wrong with you?" And I'm like, "I was so upset that that they fought each other, Steve and and, and Tony." And I was so mad that like Bucky, this like I was mad that Tony didn't get to just destroy Bucky. <laughs> like I was just mad because like you know he killed his parents, and so even if he was possessed by Hydra, I don't I don't care. Like he he deserved you know he deserved his. Um, and so like that, it's gotten better over the course of time, uh, watching that movie more and more, but you know, it's, it's your parents and you know, it's, it's hard not to feel, feel for Tony in that moment when he's like, you know, what did he say in that scene? He's like, he killed, he killed my mom or something like that. And yeah, he he just looks at him and he's like, he killed my mom and yeah, well, well, uh, Steve was like, you know, he he's my best friend. And he's like, well, he killed my parents. Like, <laughs> I think that trumps him being your best friend. So, <laughs> um, but then like that, there were good moments, you know, in this movie. And so like, you know, the, I, but I think you're right though. Like Steve kind of struggles with being out of time, but he also gets lost in the shuffle of everything that's going on between the stuff with Zemo over here, the introduction of new characters, and you have the team, you have the civil war and then you have, you know, kind of the end when they go rogue 
And then, you know, the whole thing with Tony, it, it was all over the place and it was easy for him to, uh, to get lost in the shuffle. Um, but you're right. It's like Avengers 2.5 because they're there and Steve is there and he is present, but it's really almost like, like he just slapped a label on it and called it Captain America Civil War. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that's why they did like the, the end fight between Steve and Tony and like him following Bucky through this. Cause I'm like, Honestly, I would have just rather seen them face off against Zemo and having to fight or like chase down uh, Bucky. But like the way that they had to like sneak or or bring Bucky out of like the hiding and him sneaking around and all that, I think that's that was well played. I just I just didn't like the fact that it was really Avengers two point five. Mm-hmm. Now I will well, say this: I think there was one massive person that in the MCU that time frame wise could have joined. And I think it would have been really cool to see. I wish wasp would have shown up. Mm. And the reason I say wasp is because, uh, original Avengers, she is actually one of the founding members. So it's Ant-Man and the wasp, Iron Man, Thor, and a Hulk are the original members, I believe. And with, with that being said, I'm like, man, that would have been really cool if we would have had more wasp, but then it like when we get to Endgame when she's like, Cap, like we're on it and like that whole scene of from Ant Man and the Wasp like only only Cap's friends get to call him Cap, or something like that, and she says that and like there's that nod and I, I'm like those those are cool but I wish we had more of these characters because it I would have just rewritten that whole movie into a phase. Well, do you think that there were you just mentioned. Uh introducing different characters do you think that the the wrong ones were in there and like what did you think of the teams that were in there that's a great question um so mcu wise i think that they chose the right characters um to have iron man and war machine on one side to have falcon and captain america on one side totally fine um i liked that spider-man was on iron man's side because of what we know now Mm -hmm. but one of the biggest catalysts in the story is when Spider-Man comes out and says, I'm Peter Parker in that book. And then like halfway through the story, he switches sides. He gets fed up with Tony's crap and he switches sides to Cap's side. And like he's being chased down by a bunch of villains that are set loose on him. And the Punisher has to come in. And I'm like, how cool would that have been if the Punisher had to come into play? If Daredevil was in play? Um like now knowing who's all available to them, I would have completely changed how that movie looked. But I don't know that there was anybody because at that time this is still fa- fairly early. I don't know if there was anybody who really wasn't utilized in that time frame other than Thor and Hulk. But neither of them were really even in the the uh, the main story either. They cloned a Thor and he ends up killing somebody, but they they kind of shoehorned that in with with a. Uh, uh, vision, um, shooting war machine out of the sky without mm-hmm. actually killing. They they did a, I mean, let, let's talk about that real quick. What did your heart sink when you saw Rhodey shot out of the sky? Yes, and and then Tony couldn't save him. Yeah, it was just such a. I remember well, oh, the ahead. whole. Well, I was going to say the whole like the Bucky and and Cap and and Iron Man story kind of overshadows the fact that that actually happened to him. Right, like I, it, it goes to 
prove your point times. that like yeah well it's just that this movie's just all over the place and <laughs> you forget about those things you forget about those moments because you know like you said like this could have been a six-part series oh yeah Easily. you could have done a whole phase out of it mm-hmm. well i'm i'm thinking just small screen stuff even oh like yeah like you could have done an episode on zemo you could have done an episode on the actual civil war where the two teams are fighting each other you could have done the whole thing where tony finds out that well, uh, if I was if I was going to follow like the story that's in the book and did it in six parts, easy, I would start with an explosion. And you could you could use the Zemo piece in there and and it doesn't have to be a school because the the book actually killed like 6,600. I can't remember if it was 6,000 or 600. There's like a ton of kids at an elementary that the bomb or nitro, he's a, he explodes. Um he goes off and it like destroys an entire school and like hundreds of kids are killed. And I'm like, you don't have to do that. But like, if you do the bomb at, at the, the Sokovia accord signing at, with the, the national security council, whatever, I forget who United nations um, with the United nations. I'm like that, that could be cool. Then you do the second part of like where the sides start to split and everybody's like forming sides and you do an episode on cap, do an episode on, on Iron Man then have like a, a catalyst episode of just, I'm using that word a lot tonight. Hmm. Um, like where they kind of have to fight each other. And then like, that's the, you see both sides for like the next two episodes in the last episode, you finish it all out. Yeah. I, I mean, that could be an easy way to do it. And, but you're, the problem is you, you don't have enough of a setup for that story. Peter Parker's still in high school. So he's not going to come out as a, as Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Um, I think in the same time frame, Aunt May gets shot. Like, like someone finds that, or once he he comes out as Spider Man and and does that, him M- MJ and him are married, and Aunt May gets shot. Um, and I'm like, there's there's so many pivotal points in this war that they just couldn't use. Hmm. So. I mean, so what do you think? What did you think of? I mean, obviously, you could talk and have, and we talked about Batman versus Superman at one point and talked about how people didn't like that movie because it was so comic accurate or comic book accurate or close to that. Whereas this, you're talking about how, you know, you were far off it was. Yes. You know, my thought is that not everything's going to be comic book accurate. And people, you know, people don't, you know, I'm not as much in the comics as you are, but I go to the movies cause I love the cinematography and all the stories that are told and I love what they do. And, 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 you know, I tell people when I talk about the MCU all the time that it just, it's so great to see a comic come to life or a comic story come to life. Yeah. And how all these stories are like tied together in one way, shape or form. And I think it's one of the things that Marvel does so well. Now, you know, I, I think that we, kind of expect that sometimes and, and it feels like this is what you know this is what jordan is expecting in this moment like or, or yep. talking about this film in civil war like it's not it's not going to be exactly how you portrayed it to be and i think that's why you struggle with it i struggle with it for the actual story that's told within the movie not the comic book accuracy um they still build off of this in a lot of different ways and you know and it kind of you know propels other storylines with with vision and wanda um it also you know sets up bucky 
to go get rehabbed in, in Wakanda with the Black Panther. It sets up a Black Panther movie. It sets up Ant-Man and the Wasp. It sets up, you know, oh, like this movie so sets many up a different. Ton. Right. And then it sets up the whole, like, you know, they don't sign a Sokovia Accords, so they go rogue. And so, like, you get to see a little bit of that in Infinity War. You don't get to see a lot of it. You just get to see them in their gear. Um, yep. Which I wish, you know, that's a whole separate podcast. But I wish we could have seen what they do when they go. Yeah. Um, because it's like there's all this time that's just missing because you have like in, in other parts of the universe, like Thor's, you know, doing the whole Ragnarok thing with Hulk and, you know, they bring him back together for Infinity War. But like you don't see what happens post-Civil War. You just you just pick up. Well, and that that's part of the problem is, you know, like there's no continuity. Yeah, well, at least for a short amount of time, your your big players are not doing anything because, like Iron Man, you you hear in Infinity War that Iron Man doesn't do anything really afterwards. He he's getting ready for the wedding with with uh, Pepper. Um, you've got your your influence with Spider Man, but that's where Iron Man is, and War Machine's out doing War Machine stuff. But the grand scheme of things is like there's actually a team doing something, and they they missed the the ballpark with that one. Mm. So which is which is crazy. But so what did you think of the teams that that that, that they did have? Like on one side, you know, we have um So you, so I'm going like to go ahead one... and start with with cap side. Okay. So one of my absolute favorite scenes is getting to see Paul Rudd's Ant-Man turn into Giant Man. Okay. That scene, and that's the first time that that happens, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the first time that we've seen it. We've seen it what three times? Because there was uh, Civil War, Ant Man and the Wasp, and then he does it in Endgame. I think those are the three times we've seen him go giant. So, anyways, um, I I loved getting to see just the giant man and him ripping the plane apart. Um, because in the comic, what what really got me was Giant Man in the comics dies, and I literally was like chomping at the bits. I'm like, you just introduced this character, don't you dare kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, because like the the that whole battle scene at the the airport was just so well shot and i loved getting to see how they paired off and how everybody was fighting um wanda oh my gosh falling in love with that character and the and the way that they they tell that story because she doesn't just like hit it off there like she really starts to gain momentum in that story and then you get her in infinity war end game you have her in WandaVision. You get her in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. And I'm like, man, like she just like that was a really good build up point because we've already had her. And like we all started to fall in love with this character and the way that Elizabeth Olsen just brought her character to life. And then you turn around and start really building in it. And they didn't really slow down with that either. That was what was cool was she she's the whole I blew up the buildings at the beginning of the movie. And I, this is all my fault. And Steve's like trying to to sit on the bed talking with her um, as an equal, um, not being the whole "I'm your leader" kind of thing. Like he was he was very comforting with that. Um, uh, to bring Jeremy Renner back as Hawkeye, I loved that. I love. I don't like Hawkeye as a character in the comics. Um, he's just not my favorite. However, his representation by Jeremy Renner is just spot on. I adore him. Well, I was thinking of the part where uh, Cap's talking to to Wanda, and um, 
vision comes through the wall and she's yeah. like vision I, vision I thought we talked about this <laughs> <laughs> and it just happens and he's like oh and he just has no filter he has like no ability to just understand what's going well, on well the the door was open so i thought yes. yeah just... so well and then you start to see the the early seeds of what what becomes wandavision um, yeah and and we're going to be getting a, a new series from what i heard called vision quest which will kind of be a the white vision storyline and all that <clears throat> but you know there's there's so many cool features for them. I loved Rhodey um, being more upfront than what his last few outings have been. He's kind of been backseat since Iron Man two. He wasn't super in Iron Man three. He wasn't in the Avengers at all. Um, Infinity or not Infinity War, uh, Age of Ultron. He was there for a hot second, helping blow things up, and then we see on his armor the the scratch marks for the Ultron his his Ultron count. Um, I don't did you know that? Did you see that? So on his on his shoulder, he has a bunch of uh lines and it's it's like how many Ultron bots. He actually has an Ultron face and he has a, a kill count of how huh. many and he ticked them off on his on his armor. So like when we see him in, in uh Civil War, he's got all the tick marks on his thing. But yeah, I, I these guys, I think they were done. They were done very, very well. And like you said, Spider Man and Black Panther to bring those guys in. And I loved the music when uh, Spider Man came in. Like they're they're going to Brooklyn, and they just they chose the right music. They chose the right ways to to really show. Hey, Peter's living with his aunt. Um, hey, we need you to come out with us. And he's like, I don't have a suit. And he's like, Dude, we got one for you. And then he kill, or then he yells underoos, and I just lost it because my dad talks about having underoos from when he was a kid, and and being a kid from the '90s, I'm like I don't remember underoos, and they're like you didn't have underoos, but we did in the '70s, and I'm like, <laughs> so. well, do you? There are good moments in this film, and yes. there are you know the story might have been a mess, but the the movie itself, you know, there were there were good moments like. I like the whole scene in the beginning where they kind of pick up right after Civil, or I'm sorry, uh, the Winter Soldier, and they kind of pick up with the the pirates and and those things and and the right before we were referencing with 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 Wanda and and you know blowing up buildings and whatnot, but like that whole scene with uh, Black Widow at the beginning when she's chasing the you know they're chasing her down and there there's that whole fight in the village and it's like man that's a good there was a good action in that yeah. first in logos yeah in the first 15 20 minutes of the movie it was solid the the airport thing like you were saying like the film the filmography the scenes the way they cha- uh, filmed both that one of that i was just referencing and then the one in the airport with with the teams you know well even when a- when uh what was the the military that held bucky and everything goes on lockdown and iron man has the watch with his his gauntlet thing Mm-hmm. Like even that fight scene, that was choreographed really well. And then the obviously the scene with with Iron Man, Bucky, and and Cap at the end, that was great. And so yeah, um, I love the banter between Steve and and Peter when they meet each other. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, where are you from? He's like, Brooklyn. <laughs> and so Queens. Queens. <laughs> and so he, you know, those are you know some great moments and. uh there's payoffs for those things, right? When we get to Infinity War and other projects. So, um, like you said, that the music's great. The film scoreness was really good. Uh, 
Henry Jackman, I think, is the one who, yep. who wrote this, but he did all three cat movies. Yep. And so just solid film scoring. It's very militant. Sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, well, the taps. There, yeah. There's there's certain spots with the taps. Now, real quick, while we're talking military, what about Peggy's story? Like yeah, that, Peggy that was, was in bizarre. all of that. Yeah. But it was kind of bizarre though, right? Like the way that they, they told the story in this movie. Yeah. It, was kind of, it felt like it was it was over here somewhere. <laughs> I, I think that it was a way of kind of shoehorning in the I still love her, even though I can't have her. But like, I'm sorry, you're really messing up this whole idea of I'm getting with Sharon because his comic book girlfriend, longtime girlfriend is Sharon. Yeah. And I'm like, Peggy, I don't remember if Peggy was pre MCU days or not, but I'm like, man, you guys really missed the mark here. Like you could have really been like, Hey, I'm going to stay here in this time. Cause I fell in love with Sharon and we're going to rebuild shield. We're going to, we're going to start doing all these different things to start really building this whole unit. And I'm like, man, that could have been really, really cool, but they didn't. And I'm just like, Oh, come on. Yeah. Um, but I will say this though. One of the most iconic pieces that I know from, from captain America is the line that Sharon gave at Peggy's funeral. The, the part where she's like, when everything else is saying, when the whole world is against you saying move, you, you plant your feet in the ground and say, no, you move. Like, like that's a very, that came from a specific comic. Um, I can't remember the, the issue number and all that, but like, it was cool to see that moment of her giving that speech instead of Cap giving that speech and that it was uh, something that, cause I'm like, that could have been reused later on, like in Infinity War, Endgame, whatever, like that could have been reused. Um, and as a as a learning piece from Peggy, like one last lesson that he she teaches them, but they didn't missed opportunity. Yeah. Obviously, Winter Soldier is your jam as yes. far as the Captain America projects. Where does this rank among the Captain America movies that you've seen so far? And probably Falcon Winter Soldier, if we want to include that. If we include Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It will be above that, but under the other two films. If not, it will be dead last. Um, it literally comes down to the two pieces of it didn't feel like Civil War enough for me, like book-wise, but also I don't feel like it was a Captain America movie where the first one was clearly a Captain America movie and the second one just, <laughs> oh, the Winter Soldier. I love that. And if you have, uh, for all of our listeners, if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go check that one out. You'll hear how much love I have for that movie. But that's my my favorite movie of all time. And I just absolutely love that one. And so I don't think this one comes close. Just I think there was, they were a little all over the place with this one. And I think you have to be with the story you're trying to tell. And just what, how long was this movie? Two and a half hours? Yeah, something like that. Two hours, 30, two hours, 40. Something yeah, like that. something like that. You have to be somewhat all over the place for that purpose, but again, I just it just didn't hit the same way that I wished it would have. Well, and I was I was talking to a friend at work today about it, and it was like, you know, I think Marvel's really starting to hit their sweet spot with timing of movies. Yes, and nothing, and it's not like a movie's not super long at this point, and that's okay. They leave you wanting more versus oversaturating. Well, and you had sent me within the past couple weeks uh, that that message of Secret Wars, uh, which will be Avengers six. 
is going to get put into two parts. Yeah, so you're going to have like, King Dynasty and two Secret War movies. And then two Secret War movies. And if they did two and a half hours for Secret Wars Part 1, Part 2, like you can tell a long story. Just don't put it all in one movie. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just looked it up. It was two hours and 27 minutes. Okay. Civil War. Civil War was. So about two and a half hours. Yeah. Like we're right, right about there. Yeah. I just, I think that they were just, oh, they were all over the place with it. And you have two brand new characters, one almost brand new character. And well, actually, you know, I'm going to say three almost brand new characters because you have Wanda and Vision. Um, who are still fairly new because they've only been in one project prior. Ant-Man's only been in one project prior. And then Black Panther and and Spider-Man, all new. So five characters that you have to somehow develop to some degree. And I think that's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, uh, I'm trying to think of his name. And I'm looking at the, the, the I think it was Thaddeus Ross. Like, the whole banter between him and him and Tony, I think that was really funny. <laughs> He's like, "Let me put you on hold." <laughs> no, no, no! Oh my gosh, that was one of my favorites. I loved that. Um, what What did you yeah. think of uh, Stan Lee's cameo in this one? Remind Tony me, Tony of... Stank. Yes, yes, gotta... that was one of the best, one of his best, in my opinion. <laughs> That's and, which I is ironic, which is ironic because of the movie and, and the yeah. The, the criticisms of the movie that we get it, you know that was and, and to have it be talked about specifically in the next real big mcu film um which well i guess it wasn't the next big one because they did have dr strange right after but um the following year guardians of the galaxy when he's talking with all the uh the water yeah the watchers um and he says yeah i was a, a postman <laughs> And like he says that, and I'm like, that was great. He kind of nailed it twice. But yeah, I just I think that for that film, it not that the the one or the whole movie fell on one single person, but I think that that was a really good moment, um, and it was a good win for that movie was having that cameo from Stan. So in the last 35 minutes or so that we've been talking, or 40 minutes, like <laughs> the thing that I I guess the conclusion that I've I've come to find with this movie is that it was all over the place. I think yeah. that's a fair, that's a fair, it wasn't a bad film. It wasn't a great film, but it was just all over the place. I think it was good. I, I can't say that it, it was great by any means. Um, I think like you said at the beginning of this episode, it's gotten better with age, but I think it's because we have that hindsight of, Oh, black Panther. Oh, Spider-Man. Oh, Ant-Man. There's going to be, there's going to be payoffs of, you know, different series and different movies and different projects where, you know, like, we 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 often talk about like uh, Clint Clint Barton and and Thor, for example, the first Thor. Like he literally just shows up in the shadows and draws his arrow back. Like he doesn't do anything, right? Yeah. But then you get to Hawkeye, and it's like, oh, this is so good. I know. I'm and hoping then, they'll do a sequel series to that. And then like same thing with Elizabeth Olsen. She, you know, they show up as the twins in, in Age of Ultron and you get to Civil War and she doesn't do much in Civil War. She does enough. But then her and, and Paul Bettany, you know, Vision, you get to WandaVision and that's just amazing. And you get to see her be the Scarlet Witch and she just keeps evolving as a character in the MCU. Like, it's one of those things like 
you you find a good series and you tell a good friend to watch a series, right? And you get to the point where it's like, all right, Jordan told me to watch this and I feel like it's lame. Like, why is this so lame? Just watch it until you get to like season two. Like the halfway through season two, it's gonna be great. Oh yeah. Right? This it's the same way with this. I feel like the the MCU was still, you know, gathering its footing. It really didn't hit its stride till the in my opinion, until the like the middle of phase three. Um and I've said it before on this show, but like they don't really in my opinion, get their tread until we get to the Thor Ragnarok. And then we, that whole sequence between Thor Ragnarok and the Avengers Endgame, like that whole story is just a masterpiece. Like it's going to be hard to retell that story. Even, even when we get to, to, to Kang dynasty and, and secret wars, like it's going to be, it's going to be hard to do. So the tall order. Yeah. And I, I didn't hate this movie. I don't hate it. I just, it's like you said, I, it gets better every time I watch it. But at the same time, it's like, it's a little too, I don't know what the right word for it is, but it's just, you know, it is all over the place, but it's just a little, it's hard to follow, really. I mean, it really is. Like, if you weren't a, an MCU fan and had never seen anything and watched Civil Wars, your first movie, you'd be like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you you can't start here. Um, I think one reason I also, and I, I didn't say this yet, uh, I think one reason I also give this a lot more crap is because I had such high expectations after and this Winter movie, Soldier. oh yeah, after watching Winter Soldier, but we we actually this was my uh, this was the movie we went and saw the night of my bachelor party, and I was just so sad at, at the end of it. I was like, this movie was terrible in comparison to what I thought it was going to be. Like, I this better not be like some omen towards my wedding and my my marriage. And I like Casey just started laughing. He's like, oh my gosh, this is. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I I would totally agree. Like it's it. Winter Soldier is definitely up there, like in the top five, if not top three, of of Marvel movies, Marvel projects, and I don't know. We talked about it. We did the, excuse me, we did the Christopher Nolan trilogy. And we talked about Batman. Dark Knight was going to be hard to pass. Yeah, and, then and Winter Dark Soldier was that way. Yeah, and he did the Dark Knight Rises, and it was just okay, and it was kind of all over the place as well. So, yeah, I don't know. Anything else you want to say about about Civil War, other than, um, you know, definitely have? if you haven't seen the film, go watch it. Uh, it, it it's a good film, and it's not that we're we're hating on it by any means. It just it was lackluster compared to what we thought we were getting, and and I think also it set the stage for Phase Three. But in the time that we saw it, and I think that that first, because you can't really redo a first impression with a movie. And to know that, like, in that time, because what was the next film? Doctor Strange. Uh, and then the following year, the first movie was Guardians. Two. Guardians 2, yeah. Um, and what else was there? I forget what else it was that same year. Uh, Ragnarok came out later that year. But was there... 17. So that's Spider-Man. So it was uh Homecoming. Guardian Spider-Man. Yeah, Homecoming and Civil then War, Ragnarok. Doctor Strange, Guardians 2, Homecoming, Ragnarok, Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel and Game. And then was, Far From Home. That was the yeah, phase 3. Yeah. So I mean, it it set up some really big pieces, but we didn't know and that's, I think, what, what helps this movie get better is because they were setting foundation pieces. But I think that 
you could have done the same thing with with a different story. But no, that's I mean it, it was good. So any other thoughts? Not really. I mean, it was just it, it's there's not a lot that you can say about a film that was so sporadic. I think that's the word I was looking for earlier, sporadic. I think it was just so like you said, we had high expectations for both Iron Man and Cap going into this movie. And especially coming out of Winter Soldier, you know, we're like, oh, great, another Captain America installment. And it's going to be great. And so it wasn't, you know, I don't know. It wasn't a disappointment. I don't know how to say, I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say, but it wasn't, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't as great as, as the Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah. Well, and here's the other piece. The only other movie that I would say was near as good as at that point in time to the Winter Soldier would be the Avengers, the first one. Mm-hmm. Like those, those were your top two movies at that point. And I mean, out of 12, yeah, 12 movies, like those are your, your, your two big ones. And this movie kind of was supposed to be those two movies coming together and then creating their own little piece. And it, it I think it flopped in for expectations, but again, it wasn't bad. It just, our expectations because we're like, oh, hey, it's like Avengers 2.5, but it's also going to be the Winter Soldier sequel, and it's the same guys directing it. You know what? I do want to say this. Directors should not direct two movies in the same solo character franchise back-to-back. I just, unless it's a very special circumstance, like uh, who's the who's the one that did the Spider-Man series? Raimi? Nope. No, no, no. The The Homecoming. Is it Mark Webb did the second uh, or with the the Amazing Spider-Man? I can't. Was it John Watts? I think it's John Watts. So anyways, like that, totally down with. But you look at all these other series. John Watts. Yeah. John Watts. Um, I just, I'm just not feeling it. And, and no matter how much I like the Russo brothers, I just think they should stay away from directing two of the same series back to back. Cause you start to get comfortable and you start to want to try new things. And, and what you did was great. Leave it alone. Uh, I have two, two, well, actually three words for you. Love and thunder. <laughs> like I said, don't let them come back. Well, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying is, is just don't bring them back. <laughs> you get one. Yeah. Like and, and I think that I think that would allow for for directors to come in and do stuff and uh, do their piece and then walk out. It's kind of like comic book artists. You get a run and then you pass it off to the next guy or girl, whatever, and just do your thing. So, but that's where I'm at. I think this this was a this was a good movie. Wasn't great. So, yep, good. Just good. All right. Well, with that. Nerd Talk Nation, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We hope that you go and check this movie out. And let us know what your thoughts are. We're on Facebook. We're now on Twitter. Uh, We also are on TikTok and Instagram. But definitely check us out. We'll be posting more stuff as the time goes on. Um, And we're actually coming up on our second anniversary. Can you believe it, Micah? I know. Two years you've been putting up with me on this show. Time flies and you're having fun. Absolutely. All right. Well, Nerd Talk Nation, thank you so much for joining us, and we will catch you next time here on Nerd Talk.